Shalom and welcome to the podcast. Amen. You ever go to Ura and you hear the Birkas Kohanim and hear how they say Amen? It's fine. It's Mamish Gavadika, amazing. But hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This podcast is going to be sponsored by me personally, and I want everyone to have Yeshuas, and everyone who listens to this podcast should have only a ton of bracha in their life. Amen. So, the topic I want to talk about today is reality. Reality. You know, there's many people in the community or in any Jewish community, I think, that are struggling. They're going through difficult times. And the fact that rabbis themselves do not want to stick to the truth, it allows us to have a community that is subpar, subgreat, not as good as it really could or should be. What do I mean by this? I mean that when rabbis have high salaries or low or low salaries, when the good ones get the low salaries and the ones that just always talk surface talk, have high salaries. Obviously, you're not supposed to secularize people. You're not supposed to, you know, talk about certain things. But when you have, when you have generations upon generations of, of Jewish, Jewish people migrating to America from all different countries in the world, and then they sit in America, and then they, they, you know, they become like the culture, that's where rabbis are supposed to step in and say, no, that's wrong. Not to say that, oh, you can't bring your uh, your phone to shul and Shabbat or for the more religious communities, oh, you can't talk in shul and Shabbat because we're scared that you might not come. Like, no, you can't, you can't do these things. You know why? Because when you, do the, when you act in this fashion, you basically compromise Judaism for the sake of, oh, I'm scared that I might lose people in my congregation or I'm scared that I, I might lose my job. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. And don't get me wrong, this is not a direct attack to rabbis. I know that it's a very difficult and a hard job to do, but that's the whole purpose of the world. Meaning if we fail if we fail to educate the youth and fail to educate people that don't know as much, how are, how are we going to have a society that's filled with people that actually know what they're doing? That people that like young kids that don't chill on Avenue M or Kings Highway or I don't know, for the Syrians, uh, Avenue U on a Saturday night, like mixed... 15-year-old smoking, getting high, 16-year-old kids addicted to nicotine. Like, what is this society? People at 15, 16, they don't have energy. They're lazy. They can't even wake up. They can't even get out of bed in the morning because they're tired. Being in competition, oh, you're going to deal. Oh, I'm not going to deal. My family can't afford it. So let me... What is that? that that's... What kind, of, what kind of society are we building for ourselves ultimately? People need to stick to the truth. People need to stick to the truth. And the truth is, is that... Hashem put you into this world to abide by the Torah, to find your purpose, and to find how to connect it to society, and how to live it out, and to how to find a career for yourself, and how to find the right person eventually, and how to grow up healthily. Amazing! But we need to speak, we need to speak tachlis. People, mamish, suffer behind closed doors. And I get these messages every single day. I'm not taking away from any good that any community does. What I am saying is that if we're not going to speak to the truth, we're not going to daber la'inyan, and it's not, it's, not worth, it's not worth the conversation. It, a, guy, a guy is struggling, God forbid, he's with a non-Jewish girl. And then he comes to shul, and, and they talk about a chiddush in the parasha. So, and then this, this just happens for weeks, and nothing will happen. But what if one time the rabbi actually gets up there, and he's, he's like, you know what, I don't care if I lose my salary. I need to speak right now like it's the last speech of my life. I need to speak right now like it's the last speech of my life. And whoever will hear it, it will sink in. And he talks about foundations of Judaism 101. Like he delivers like a very impactful 30-minute speech. 
talks about Shabbat and uh, and not being allowed to intermarry and kosher and Lashon and Shomer Nagiyah and not going to the wrong places. He just delivers like a boom speech, bah, every Shabbat, just reminding you of the cores of the, the cores and the fundamentals of Judaism. Even to learning people, there's many religious people that learn that just don't have good character traits. They just don't have good midah. And that's because of how the system is, how the system is implanted. And sometimes people just say, oh, the system is too powerful. The system, it's good to be in the system, don't get me wrong, but the system needs to change. So my message to all of you today is that even if you are in the system, change yourself. Change yourself and start a domino chain effect. Me, myself, I was in the system, but look, I'm changing. I'm making inspirational content. I'm speaking the truth on my platform. I'm, I'm getting... I get hundreds and hundreds of messages from people from private accounts that don't even want to show me their real name because they're so embarrassed of their reputation telling me thank you for that, etc., etc. And it's not, to, it's not to make it like I'm somebody or something. No, the idea is, is that people really reach out and they thank you for speaking the truth. They thank you for being honest. They think, you know, I know a rabbi, I'm not going to say his name, but he worked in a certain school in Deal and... It was a mixed school, and Idafka wanted to work in that school because he believes that his mission is to help to change the world and to help by educating these kids. And he made the 12th grade senior class so religious, so from, and so powerful. And there was a Shabbaton one weekend, and the rabbi, and this specific rabbi was there, and he saw that after the Shabbaton was over, the boys and the girls started to do like a kumzit circle, like half of the boys, half of the girls, and they started to get really close to each other. And he started to get really upset. And then what really broke him was when he saw that the rabbi came in and sat down with the boys and the girls. So it's one thing to not to, to not say anything, okay, the, the kids. But now when the rabbi himself is going to sit with them, he said he went out and he, he, said he, he said automatically he just went to the side and he started to cry. He went out and started to cry. He was crying, tears. And all the boys saw that and they all went, they got up and they went to him. They went and they made their own circle. Some of the guys stayed, but I'm saying his boys, when they saw his rabbi, the rabbi went going to cry because of what he, they were doing, they right away understood that the rabbi is standing for the truth and they went to go comfort him. And what did the school do? The school fired him. The school fired him for sticking up to the truth. But let me ask you a question. Fine, the school fired you, but do you think that those kids are ever, ever going to forget in their entire lives the sacrifice for Hashem that that rabbi did? People think the Torah is a joke. The Torah is not a joke, it's a very serious thing. And what's even more serious is that we're living in a community that's compromised by societal standards. And that's terrifying to be a part of. Because there's no, there's no religion here. There's no Torah here. There is Torah, but it's not, it doesn't hit the, the same way. The, what these rabbis don't understand and what people don't understand is that everyone connects to authenticity and connect to real. But sometimes the people that are not so on the derech, that are not so religious, they don't, know, they don't exactly have the information to know what is real and what is not. But nonetheless, they still connect to real. They connect to Andrew Tate. They connect to people online that speak to what they think is the facts. But the reality is that the rabbis know the facts. The rabbis know the truth. And for whatever reason, they don't always speak it. But what they, don't, what they fail to understand is that if they would get up and they would, and they would give a, a fire speech speaking the truth, everybody would respect them. Because the truth is what gets you to change. When you speak something that's so true and that's so authentic, that triggers an emotional response, like people getting up and leaving or getting upset or getting angry at you, that is good, that is productive, because that means, like, like you put it in his face, like, yo, you're overweight, like, you gotta lose weight, and the guy wants to get up and go to the gym. 
I'm not saying to bash people's lives, God forbid, or to be mean to anyone, but I'm saying to speak the truth in a very respectful way. We need to speak the truth to each other. We need to speak the truth to everyone in our lives. Never ever, God forbid, to judge someone or to tell them what they're doing is wrong. But what I'm, what I'm telling you to do is, well, yeah, sometimes you, need, you do need to tell someone what they're doing is wrong. But it has to be in a, in, in a way that this person knows that you love and care about them. So, for example, let's say you live in a family where one of the people breaks Shabbat. Let's say it's your siblings or it's your parents, whoever. And I've experienced this. What do you, instead of saying, oh, the, you, you're breaking Shabbat, you're going to hell, you're getting skila, whoa, whoa, the person's gonna look at you like you're nuts. You, you go to them, not in front of anybody, quietly, and you say, you know, I love you like crazy, and I just wanna teach you, if, I, if, if you let me, or I just wanna show you this, this interesting idea that I learned in Yeshiva about Shabbat. And just tell them something like a nice little chidush. Oh, you know, Shabbat is a way to disconnect, to reconnect. Slowly, slowly. Very slowly. And, and also what you're supposed to do, besides for the communication, is to actually lead by example. To lead by example. Because as we all know, if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself. So when, when a secular person or not such a religious person sees the beauty of Shabbat, they see a person singing Shalom Aleichem Eshet Chayv Mim Tzavrachok Mi Penini Mi They see someone that's so infatuated with it, with Shabbat, Shabbat, Kodesh Kodashim. That's what Shabbat is. Shabbat is such a beautiful time, and people they zigzag kiddush, they they go through things fast. No, it's wrong. Shabbat is the most beautiful day of the year. It's it's day of every week rather, not fifty two vacation days a year. The time to disconnect from the week and to reconnect to yourself and to, to, to rest and to read and to spend time with your wife and kids and family. It's it's a beautiful thing. What do people do? They they go on their phones and they escape and they go to their room or whatever. Like, no, that's not the purpose of Shabbat. And then they drive and go to the beach. No, 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 no. We have to keep Shabbat the way Hashem wants us to keep Shabbat. And the reality is, speaking of reality, this whole purpose. Reality is beautiful. What is reality real? What is real Torah? Torah is real. Hashem is a real thing, guys. Torah is a real thing. And it's literally an instruction manual how to live the best life for yourself possible. The cure to depression, the cure to anxiety, the cure to overthinking, the cure to negative thoughts, the cure to low self-esteem, the cure to no confidence, the cure to believing in yourself. Every, every negative you know, faucet that you want to turn on, it's, it's all there. It's all the clogs to the faucets are in the Torah. You just take it and put it in. It's, it's all there. Hashem is literally giving you everything. And you might ask, how does me sitting down and learning Gemara in a shiur, how does that help me with my life? I'll tell you how. Gemara helps you to learn how to think. Gemara is written in Aramaic. So when you learn Gemara, the angels have to take it and they have to, they have to break it. They have to see, oh, is this worthy of going up? Because every language in the world, but the angels don't speak Aramaic. So when you learn Gemara, the the, the prayer, go, the, the the learning, the limud, it goes straight to Hashem. Boom! Because they don't understand it, so they let it through. That's how it works. But that's a spiritual idea. A logical idea is that Gemara is basically like court cases. Court cases to the fact that you cannot even understand. I, I promise you now that if you sit on one page of Gemara for the rest of your life, you will constantly wake up every day and you will find a new Chidush. This rabbi says this, and this rabbi says that, and this connects here, and this connects there. It, 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 it's, it's an unending 
the like think about it the god that created the world and the trees and like can, can can scientists recreate a human being in a lab after all these years no they cannot trees people this whole world is created by hashem and what did he do after creating the entire world? He created the Torah. The Torah is an unending fountain of wisdom. And the more that you drink from that fountain, you become like it. You become complete. You become full. You become smarter. It teaches you. So It's, it's not just spirituality. Oh, spirituality. I feel spiritual when I get high and listen to uh, Zusha on Shabbat. No, no, no. By the way, not bashing Zusha. I love Zusha. I'm just... The only thing that came to my head happened to love his music. But... No, spirituality is is Torah. It's it's reality. That that's that's it's not it's not this feeling of oh I, I love I love God and I and I and I murder him. No, no, no. Yeah, Hashem is is a real thing. Torah is a real thing, and it's. It, I don't want to say that it's scary, but it is scary when we make when we belittle it. Think about the creator of the entire universe. Try to really meditate on that thought for five minutes. What is the creator of the entire universe? He's created everything in the entire... And this same creator of the entire universe made a book called the Torah. So that means that it's like a un, it's a it's an endless source of wisdom that was somehow um, like brought down to reality in a book. Like it's it's something insane. It's insane. And there's a whole Jewish nation and there's people in the world and this... And everything that a person wants, like one person, everything that he ever wants to learn how to do, he finds in the Torah. And it's the same thing for every other Jew or person on the planet. Everyone can come to the Torah and can find the answer to their problem in their own way. You ever find a book that was so, like, like think about it. Okay, Jordan Peterson has a book, but that's only to a certain crowd of people. Uh, I don't know, this guy has a book, she has a book, everyone has books. But that's only for their crowd. Not everyone can. Not everyone in the world will connect to one you know, global message, unless it's really a phenomenal speaker. But even then, not it still won't work. The Torah, every every walk of life who reads the Torah is is fascinated by it, is amazed by it. And you want to tell me a human being made this book? This is God's book. There's a reason why when you learn, you feel like you can't even describe it. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a guy, I want you to go to a shiur and break your head on Gemara for one hour. If it's the one thing that you do in your entire life. I don't care. Go to clubs. Go to go with girls. The sin's on me. Do that. But if there's one thing that you do before all of that is to sit down in the Bet Midrash and to really break your head on the Gemara for one hour. No phone, no technology. Disconnect from, from this world and really break your head on the Gemara. And not just break your head, but read it in your own words and try to understand it for yourself. I swear to you, the feeling that you will feel when you are done is like you are on cloud nine. You're like, yo, I just, I just got this Gemara. I feel really good. Because... The, the putting in the work and acquiring Torah is the most beautiful feeling that a person can feel in the entire world. There is no feeling that can measure up to that, as opposed to going out and spending money on a table and getting with the best girl and do it. like it, it, it's such a emptiness. When you go out and you do it and you finally get it, you just want more. It's an empty, and you don't even feel complete. You feel like worse about yourself, and you go and you feel worse and worse and worse and worse. It doesn't get you anywhere. Well, when you actually learn Gemara, you know what happens? You do want more. You do want more. But then a thought comes and tells you not to do more because that's the Yetzahara. The Yetzahara is so strong that it will prevent you from doing anything in the world besides to actually sit down and learn that Torah because the Yetzahara knows you very, very well. 
That's why it'll bring you to so many measures of your life and oh go meditating and go running and do that. No, but the real the real cure is the Torah. And the Yetzirah will never ever tell you to learn Torah and to actually ever visit that point 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 uh, not point place in your mind that will tell you to learn Gemara because it is so far stretched. It is so far. It is so not here. But the reality is that when you actually sit and learn, you will feel good. And the same thing goes for the women. If you're a girl, you're going through a hard time, sit down, buy, buy Tehillim, Hebrew and English, and read it. Read a Hebrew English Tehillim, and tell me that you don't feel like, like your life's taken care of and that you're in Hashem's hands and Hashem's literally taking care of you. Do that for me if you're a girl listening to this. Do that. Buy a Tehillim, Hebrew English, and tell me like you don't feel like you don't feel a connection. It's impossible. It's because it's such a beautifully crafted religion. It's not even religion, it's a relationship. And there are so many ways to connect nowadays that we take for granted. The fact that you could buy a Tehillim or a Torah or, or have so much modest clothing available or have so many Jewish bookstores and the, the, the availability to buy Tehillim. Like, there's Shefa, there is a surplus of Judaism going around and we are not taking it. Not even for ourselves we're not taking it, but we're not using it to make the world a better place. It's every single person who watches my content, who is listening to this podcast right now, would go and buy a modest outfit for their friend, and not just a modest outfit, but come bring with it a modest explanation of why it's beautiful, a Hebrew English tehillim, and give that to her girlfriend. And every guy would buy a kippah, a tzitzit, and a tefillin, and give it to his friend and talk to him for five minutes only that could change his life and tell him about why it's a good thing. The world would change. Because if people feel that you love them, and if people feel that you care about them, and if people feel like you're putting an effort into them and giving them that love that they're so much that they're so desperately craving, you will change them. And when you change them, you will change the world. You know how you change the world? Because you changed yourself. You changed this thinking in your mind that I, I shouldn't really do things for people. Who cares? What am I worth anyways? And you say, one second, no, I'm worth more. I'm a Neshamaya Terah. I'm a great divine soul that can change the world. And let me go and make a difference every single day for, the long, for, for as long as I live. As long as I live, I, I will understand my value and I will take that value and push it into every corner of the universe and anybody who is ever suffering will find what I will love them with and they will become better. And you know how that starts? With undoing that simple idea in your head. I'm not worth it. No, I am worth it. Now I'm going to go to the storm and I'll do something for someone else. You want to get married? Pray for someone else. Give them a matchmaker. You want money? Help someone else find a job. Literally, because that's how Hashem works. Hashem works midah kineged midah. Hashem works measure for measure. I, pr- I swear to you, there wasn't one time in my life where I did something for someone else and I didn't see Hashem pay me back. And it's not even about paying me back. It's just a chesed of Hashem. Hashem happens to be midah kineged midah. Hashem loves you a lot. He wants to do the best for you. But Hashem loves you like crazy. But when you actually go out of your way for someone else, which is the exact opposite of your way of thinking, that will actually give you more in return. I, I personally, I live based on giving. When I'm giving to myself, it feels wrong. I, I live on giving to people. I live on it. I, 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 I crave it. You know what it means for me to see someone smile, another person that's, that's, that you can feel that's going through a similar test as you? And instead of like, I don't know, moping, moping in your house or moping uh, on, on the street, whatever, or with a frown, you actually go and you, you break that chain of the, you, you, you break that chain and you say, let me go do something for someone else. You're in a bad mood and Hashem sends you an opportunity with someone that you can make happy and you actually overcome that bad mood and you make them happy. You know how you feel after? You feel like you're on cloud nine because you just 
That was what the world was created for. The world was created to break nature, to break the teva, to break the cycle, to break it, to stop playing defense, stop reacting to things and to actually go out and to procreate and to be on top of the day every single day, one day at a time to make it a better world and to care about other people, which will allow you to care about yourself because you're going to learn how to do it. And it's, it's a whole beautiful cycle. And it never ends. It never. It ultimately never ends. If you want to make the world a better place, start by being kinder to yourself and by making your own world a better place. And be honest with yourself. And be honest. Be, be with the truth. Be with the reality of what's going on. And the reality of this whole talk, this whole talk and this whole rant was that, is that the Torah helps everybody. The cure to all your problems is in the Torah. If there's one thing that you do after this podcast, it's to listen to, listen to a shiur, open a sefer, and start to really work on yourself. Because when you work on yourself, you become a better person, and that better person will feel better about him or herself. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I bless you all. If you're not married, you should get married this year to the right person at the right time. And you should have the right parnasa, And you should have the clarity to make the right decision and to always want what Hashem wants for you. And to make the world around you a better place by wanting more for yourself. And when you change your own life, your entire life will change like a domino effect. And you will see the fruits of your labor. I'm telling you that because I'm speaking from my own experience. I want nothing but the best for you guys and for the world that hold. That is why I put so much effort into this. Because I believe that by me doing this... I am making my own domino effect. And Bezrat Hashem, we should only make the world a better and a brighter world. And everything should get better. Everything is okay, will be okay. Just trust Hashem and, and just work like crazy. And it's all going to be good.